The story of you is our theme for this month. We're gonna focus on what God wants to do in us personally and how every one of us matters so much. Who you are and God's plan for you is special. And the word that I have in my heart for today and even for this year coming is the word presence. I want the presence of God in my life. If there's anything that is most important to all of us, it would be that his presence fills our hearts and our lives. That's a word that I'd like to impress on your mind and heart today, is let's ask him for that. When you walk your journey, ask God for his presence. When we come in this house, we're saying, God, fill this house with your presence and fill me with your presence. That's what I need. I need God, I need his spirit in my life. The other part of that word presence is the importance of your presence in the lives of others around you. We're gonna press into the story of you and how much you matter. And then in February, we're gonna press into the story of us and how important it is that we do life together and experience all the good things that God wants to do as we partner up together and presence is crucial. His presence and your presence, together we're gonna to see some miracles happen. Every one of us has a story. Your story is unique to you. We come from different households. Sometimes we're born in different countries. We go in our journey in our own unique path. So your life is completely unique. At the same time, being human, we all carry some of the same experiences in our journey. We have some of the same thoughts, some of the same insecurities, some of the same battles. We're all born into this flesh with challenges. Some of those things are common and then some of those things are uniquely what's happened in your life. You have your own story. What we wanna see is God's plan come about, that you are his masterpiece. And he's gonna use even the broken parts of our story to turn it into something praiseworthy. That's what he does. The story of you has a lot to do with God's presence and what he does when you let him in to rewrite your future and rewrite your present and that you become a masterpiece for him. The story of you is being told and being chapters added to every day we live. Every month, there's a new chapter being written in the story of you. This past week brought some surprises to our own personal story, my wife and I. You never know what a day is gonna hold. Kathy was having some unusual pains and led us to the doctor. The doctor prescribed a ultrasound to try to determine what this was. The doctor had some idea, but the ultrasound would show and so on Monday, just this week, uh, we went to the ultrasound imaging, and then later that day, the doctor would follow up once they look at the image and see what they find. So we get a call from the doctor late in the day, and sure enough, they said she's pregnant. I'm just kidding, that's a joke. <laughs> Ultrasounds remind me of that. That would be Abraham and Sarah, that's not happening. What, I don't know, I, it's the first time I said that, I don't know why this popped into my mind, it was weird. What is it about you, you brought it out of me. 
So what they found was a gallbladder that was not functioning properly and stones in the gallbladder. And so the doctor said, we want you to check into the hospital right now. Like, okay. So that was a change in our story and in our journey we weren't expecting. So Monday night, we checked into Mercy Folsom Hospital. The next day, they did a scope like trying to find if there were stones in a duct they thought there might be because of some swelling in a duct. They, they actually do that through the mouth and they scope for that. Didn't find any, which was a good thing. But then the next day, they needed to remove the gallbladder because that was definitely diseased. So they removed the gallbladder on Wednesday and the next day recovering and it's somewhat of a painful recovery. So we stayed Thursday, Friday, and got home yesterday. So our week's vacation was at Mercy Folsom Hotel with room service and <laughs> IVs. And there was visiting hours from 9 to 9, so I could be with her through the day. And the week just didn't turn out the way we had planned. We, we had a clean slate for the week without appointments and we were just going to have some nice days off. Well, our days off turned into being with nurses and doctors for five days. And we got home yesterday about two in the afternoon. And so Kathy's resting and recovering and doing well and everything's successful. We're thankful for that for sure. So you never know what's going to happen in your story. And we're prepared for whatever it is that that comes our way. Here's what I feel in my heart for us as a family of faith for this year. We're believing for a year of peace, joy, and wonder. This has been days lacking peace. We've had so much turmoil in our world, of so many different kinds. It's time for us to find the peace of God that passes understanding. I'm believing this year is gonna bring peace into our lives. One of the ways I think that's going to happen for me is not looking at social media. I get disturbed when I see all of the things that get said on that format, and I know I do better when I'm not paying attention to it. And let's just press into God and say, God, show me what you have for me. Let's study him. Let's study his ways and his will, and let our story unfold the way he wants it to be written. He will rewrite our journey if we will let him in and we want his presence in our life. We'll find peace. We'll find joy. There's joy no matter what challenges we face as well. And we'll find wonder. God is a God is so awesome that we want to see the wonder of who he is and what he's about. And that word that's on my heart, again, is the word presence. We'll find peace, joy, and wonder through his presence and when we have his presence in us, then where we go, we share that peace, joy, and wonder with the people around us because your presence will carry that message and carry that spirit. Psalm 27 and verse 4. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This is what we're doing here today. 
It's in our heart. I want to go to the house of the Lord. I want to inquire of him. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. There it is. We're going to find peace, joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. That's where we find the wonder and the awe of who he is. He said to us, seek me, seek my face. I hear that and I answer back. I'm game for that. Your face, Lord, I will seek. I'm going to call upon you. I'm going to seek after you. I want more of you in my life. Verse 13, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I want him. I want his presence. The story of you is going to grow as we encounter the presence of our God and see what he has for us. Here's some thoughts and some truths that will be a part of the story of you. You are God's child forever. This is your story. The story of you. You are God's child forever. Some more verses from God's truth. I'm not making this up. This is coming right from his word to us and what he says about us. You are his child. John 1 verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, this is you, you believe in his name and you receive him. He gave the right to become children of God. He says, you are my child. This is what he says of you. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We were born once in the natural, but we are born again of God. We come to faith in Jesus, and he says, you're now a child of God. You are a child of God forever. That's part of who you are. It's part of your story. Galatians 4 and verse 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons were adopted into the family. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We are adopted into the family of God and the spirit of God comes upon us. And now we have the sense that he's our father and we can feel that welling up inside, crying out, Abba, Father, you are amazing. I love you. I want you in my life. When you encounter Jesus and his grace comes into your heart, walk into that with, with hunger. Walk into that with desire. Let that spark that started in your soul grow. Don't stifle it. Don't put it down. Don't squelch it out. Keep coming to him saying, I want your presence and I want more of you and I want your spirit in my life. You are a child of God forever. He says so. And because of that, the wonder of who he is becomes a part of your story. 
Ephesians 1 and verse 13, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. His presence is upon you. He seals your, your relationship to him as a son or daughter by the presence of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee that when we pass from this life, we then receive our inheritance forever. It's guaranteed because his presence is with us. You're a child of God forever. Don't ever forget that. I want more of his presence. We were singing this song, Come Rest on Us, earlier as the Spirit was moving over the waters. Spirit, come move over us. This is my prayer. That song for me was a prayer today. Come rest on us. Come down, Spirit. When you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. That's my assurance. His presence is with me. He's given me the guarantee of his spirit in my life. That's your story. That's the story of you. As the spirit was moving over the waters, spirit, come move over us. I feel the fire, fire and wind. Come and do it again. Open up the gates. Let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. The story of you, you're a child of God. You belong to him. The Father in heaven is your Abba Father. You can call out to him and know that he wraps his arms around you. He loves you. And it doesn't have anything to do with how much we've messed up. All of that is forgotten by God. We get so much going in our mind that we think somehow we're not worthy of that kind of love. Your story today, I want to assure you, is the story of acceptance you're a child of God. When you accept Jesus into your heart, he accepts you into his heart. And that will never change. Here's the second truth. You are perfect in the sight of God, as righteous as Jesus is. In the sight of God, you're perfect. We look at each other and we might not see it. Sometimes we look at people and Think less of instead of more of. We need to get God's perspective. When God looks at you, he doesn't see all of the past. He sees Jesus in you. And when God looks at you, he sees you as perfect right now. He sees you as righteous as Jesus is. Because that's what you've accepted into your heart and into your life is his perfection. He's washed us and cleansed us. And our past is completely forgiven and forgotten. In fact, our present, we, we're still going to sin. Even after we come to faith, we're trying to keep growing and striving. We want to let the enemies work in our lives, lessen and be rid of it. And it's part of the journey. We're in the process of becoming more and more like him. But he still sees us perfect in the moment, even when we're in the moment of failure. As long as our hearts are toward him and we are walking in that belief that Jesus is our savior, he is, and you are righteous by his grace. We know this too by the scriptures. 
Colossians 2, verse 13, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. We know at one time we didn't have him in our life. We really were dead. He brought us back to life when he showed us his love and when the Holy Spirit helped us understand that he's real and we receive him into our heart, in that moment, he makes us alive, forgiving us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him, in Jesus. Your sins nailed to the cross, not a part of you. The Father sees you as perfect, sees you as righteous as Jesus because you've accepted his grace in your life. Let's walk in that. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him, we become the righteousness of God. We are as righteous as Jesus because he is our savior. Hebrews 12 and verse 12 But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, think of how this is said. Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins. He sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Single sacrifice in time covers the sins of everyone who's ever lived. Those before Christ, they put their faith in God through a different revelation and dispensation of relationship to God, but it was looking forward to what Jesus was going to do. Those living before Jesus came are covered by the same sacrifice that Jesus paid that day. It's retro. Those living in Jesus' time are covered by his sacrifice. Living after us, living after the time of Jesus, covered by his grace. All of our sins, past, present, future, covered by his grace. He put to death sin, the penalty of sin, when he died. And he rose from the dead and overcame it. And he puts to shame the enemy who's always lying to you. You'll have this voice in your ear all the time like, hey, you don't believe that. You're a mess. You keep messing up. You keep doing this. You keep, that's the devil lying to you. Don't believe that lie. Believe the truth of God who says you're a child of his forever. That one-time sacrifice covers you for all of time. Anything you've ever done, do now, will do. And it doesn't free us up to mess up. It frees us up to desire to want him more. When I realize that, I just want to press into him. I am being sanctified. I'm growing. This is part of our story is how we grow. The story of you is you are perfect in God's sight and you are as righteous as Jesus is right now. I want to wrap up with this thought. The world needs your presence. The story of you, you are really important to this world. You're really important to others in this world. We sell ourselves short too often. 
I know I battle thoughts in my own head of my insignificance or I've got my own insecurities and what room I feel comfortable in. I feel like I belong in some rooms. I feel like I'm over my head. There's all these things that are going on in our thoughts and lives all the time. It's the enemy trying to get us to not press into the place where we're really valuable. Your presence is needed. This word presence, we need his presence. And when we receive his presence in our lives, now we can be present in the lives of others because we've been covered by his grace and we can have confidence in him that we have the opportunity to help other people. First Thessalonians chapter three, verse 11. Now may our God and father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. These verses talk about the importance of one another and your presence matters. We're brought together and he gives us a love. We abound in love for one another and for all. Not only do we grow in love for people of faith like us who have the same faith, but we grow in love for all, even people that haven't yet come into faith. Our heart just burns for them. Like we want to be present in the places where unbelievers are so that the presence of Jesus in us will be sensed and felt and they will have a hunger and a desire to know what we know. Your presence matters. We spent five days in a hospital room. People coming and going Nurses, we had probably five different nurses on different shifts through the days and the nights. Three different doctors coming and going, all this movement. And the one thing that was on my heart through that time and season also was may the presence be felt in this room just before, they don't always tell you when they're coming to take the patient to the procedure. And on Wednesday, they showed up all of a sudden, we're ready to go. And I didn't know they were coming at that time. It was like three in the afternoon. And they were getting her ready and her bed ready to move it and roll it out. And there were two attendants. And this isn't actually typical of me. I. I not very assertive in some kinds of those situations and kind of just let things roll. And this time I just felt like, you know, do you mind if I pray real quick? Is they were busy, like it felt like they were ready to, you know, make things happen. And, and they're like, oh, sure. So we paused and prayed. And just the feeling of the presence, it was, you know, I didn't get all preachy in my prayer. It was just a calm, you know, I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody. I just felt like I should pray. Like my wife's going for surgery. Wouldn't you pray, you know? And just doing that, you feel this presence. And yesterday when we got home, Kathy told me as she was getting wheeled out to the operating room that the attendant that was taking her, had tears in her eyes and 
there was something about the moment that touched that person. And you don't know what God does with that, what it's all about. But one thing that is real to me is presence, his presence, our presence. And we can step into moments we don't even know what's happening and say, God, help me and use me. We can do it in a pleasant, appropriate way. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. We should be all about helping each other, encouraging each other. There's far too many stones being thrown. There's far too many arrows being slung. Like, man, where can we get into the spirit of encouragement? We can have peace. We can have joy and we can have wonder in this season because the story of you is about presence. The presence of God is in you. You're his child. And that presence is going to spread out to others. Philippians 4.13 is a good life verse. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's about Jesus. I can do things through him I couldn't do on my own. Rob Mendez is a story that's really quite remarkable. In a world in which we often sell ourselves short, here's a man who... When he was born, he was born with a very unusual condition, tetraamelia syndrome. He was born and formed in the womb without arms and legs. Sometimes this syndrome, a person born doesn't even live that long, but here, when he was born, he was healthy in every other way. His system was completely functioning well. And his mental faculties and such as the baby grew he was very sharp but he had no arms or legs from birth you would think this person of anyone would think not much I can do and yet somehow in Rob Mendez's spirit he was a doer he wasn't going to let that stop him and he got into loving sports and he would find different ways to participate and his parents got him a PlayStation once with a John Madden football video game. He started learning how to play football on that. He could operate it with his chin and his shoulder. And he got really good. He actually took second place in a competition at his high school in the Madden football video game. Well, he also learned plays and he decided he wanted to coach. He couldn't play the game physically, but he, he could coach it. He could put a pen in his mouth and on a whiteboard, he would draw plays and he's good at it. He's like an artist with, with the ability to draw with his mouth. And he started making plays up and then he started looking for schools that would let him coach. And finally, a high school in San Jose, Prospect High School, the head football coach liked him when he met him and said, well, we have a spot for a JV head coach. And they put him in charge of the JV football team. That year, that JV football team won eight games and lost two. It was a very successful year. And in 2019, the ESPY Awards that ESPN does, they do an annual award honoring everybody that's done great things in sports. This room is filled with athletes and celebrities. 
Jimmy, Jimmy Valvano was a basketball coach that had cancer, died with cancer, and in his man's honor, they have an award, the Jimmy V Perseverance Award, and they gave the award in 2019 to Rob Mendez for his coaching exploits and his perseverance through no matter what. Rob Mendez made a, um, t- tabled a saying, trademarked a saying, who says I can't? So he had people telling him he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that, and his mantra back is, who says I can't? And he gets pretty worked up about it. Who says I can't? And when he gave his speech at that SP award, he thanked his mom, he thanked his dad that had helped him in his journey through life in such an unusual way. And then he said, and I wanted to thank, most importantly, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for without him I could do nothing. And just like you just clapped for that, so did that crowd. The whole place had probably a couple thousand athletes and celebrities standing up in the room, and the place erupted in applause when he said, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I thought, it's presence. It's God's presence in him. It's his presence in the room. And it's somebody who has a story that sometimes we think we're not able to do something. Like, really? I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Your story is not finished yet. There's another chapter. Step into it. You can do something profound. You can do something significant. One person at a time. Your presence matters. It matters in your house. It matters at work. It matters in the community. Your presence has power because the power of the presence of Jesus is in you. You're a child of his. You're seen as perfect by God, as righteous as Jesus is. Step into that. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy putting you down and beating you up. Stop beating yourself up and step into the goodness of God and what he says about you and the victory that is yours. Let's find peace, joy, and wonder in our relationship with him. And let's write a new chapter of our story. The story of you is going to be remarkable as we press into it together in this year. Father God, we pray for your help in your grace covering us. Thank you for it and your power filling us, empowering us. We want more of you. If you need his grace to cover you, just receive it right now. Jesus, I put my hope in you and I ask you to give me strength to forgive my sins. I want to be your child and I want to be seen as perfect in your eyes. Thank you for that as I receive Jesus as my savior. I want to follow you. Thank you for your grace in my life. In Jesus' name, amen.